we've been talking a lot about overall wellbeing with the purpose of career, um, the, the social, family, physical, fitness. So many people in retirement need the energy, need to make sure they keep their energy up to be able to do those things and engagement in the community. But then the finances really is the glue that holds it all together. I'm Renata Bernardi, and this is the Job Hunting Podcast, where I interview experts and professionals and discuss issues that are important for job hunters and those who are working to advance their careers. So make sure that you subscribe and follow, and let's dive right in. According to our episode guest, Christy Badgery, the key to a successful retirement is careful planning, good investment choices, in a disciplined approach. Making smart decisions about your money and investments while still working and earning an income is a critical success factor. Christy is the co-founder of Breakwater Financial Planning and has years of experience helping pre-retirees prepare for and eventually enjoy their retirements. Christy provides financial advice on retirement planning, superannuation, investment advice, portfolio management, insurance, and accessing government support in Australia, it's called Centrelink, as well as aged care. I invited her for a chat to guide you and me to plan ahead for our retirement. Servicing my older clients, 50 and above, I have noticed that for some, retirement is high up in their priorities and very much part of our planning and discussions for their careers. For others, however, it doesn't even cross their minds to stop working or start thinking about retirement, even if they're older. Which type of person are you? I'm very curious. I bet you know people that fall on either end of those spectrums and are good examples of the sort of professionals that I've just described to you. I am now 50 years old and my husband, Andre, is 56, and retirement is not part of our 10-year plan. Still, we should be making decisions about it now rather than later. I know this from experience, from both observing results from my families and friends that have retired already, and also from seeing some of the tough and difficult situations that some of my clients that I have serviced have gone through as well. I hope that you enjoy listening to this episode and that it helps you think and start educating yourself about the plans that you will need to do to access and have the best possible retirement for you and your family. I know this episode will be very popular and I hope that listening to Christy, you will be able to draw up some conclusions for yourself and listen to the end and you will have some conclusions from me as well. I'll reflect about it at the end of this conversation. Here we go. Christy, let's start talking about you and retirement. I can't wait to start discussing things with you, but I know you have a disclaimer to make, so you might as well do it now, right? Yeah. Now, before we start, the information contained in this podcast is of general nature only, doesn't constitute financial advice or taxation advice, and it doesn't take into account your objectives, needs and circumstances. 
We recommend that you obtain investment and taxation advice specific to your investment objectives, financial situations and particular needs before making any investment decisions or acting on the information contained. Fair enough. I think that that's important that we have that and then we can talk casually and informally about retirement and things that are, frankly, of interest to me personally. I'm very selfishly booking this so that we can talk about it, but also because I cater for a wide range of ages. You know, my clients range from 35 to up to 70. I have a client that is in his 70s and all of them are very, of course, interested in their careers. That's why they hire a coach, right? So that's very important to them. But part of the planning when you're working with a client on making career plans, job hunting plans, and so on, we often discuss retirement. And it's very interesting, Christy, a lot of people where retirement is very much part of their priorities. And for others, it's not at all. They can't see themselves stop working. They don't want to even think about it yet, even if they're older. So I was really keen. I reached out to you and I was really keen to embrace this topic once again in this podcast. We have one episode. It's very, very old. So I think it's time for us to refresh and renew our thinking about retirement, especially post-pandemic. But before we go there, tell us about your career. Tell us how you decided to become a financial advisor. Yeah, a retirement financial advisor. So my career in the financial services started in 2001 when I moved to Melbourne. So I grew up in Perth. And I completed a degree in Perth, which is a postgraduate bachelor in social science. So moving from social science into the financial industry is maybe a bit of a jump, but I needed to work full time and had a job and accounting firm and then started to study to fill in the gaps. So I've been working in the accounting firm and then I sidestepped into finance And I found that that fit in better with my social. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Dealing with people and what they're doing, their lives, so as opposed to the taxation. So it all fit in nicely. And I've filled in all the gaps. So I've completed a graduate certificate in accounting. I've completed diploma and advanced diploma in financial planning. And the other bits of gaps that I had. So now I'm fully accredited. And of course, a certified financial plan. Christy, what is your strength that you bring to your profession? So a financial planner, what our job is to find out and help our clients work out what it is that they want to achieve and then build in strategies to help to get to that. So I think being able to talk to people and taking the time to work out what's important to them and then the strategies flow from there and the investment choices flow from there so I think my background and interest in the social side is very very useful yeah when people come to you with questions what are the most common questions that they have for you about retirement So often people come to me with retirement, they might be starting to think about retirement and they all 
well, maybe not all, but I generally get people ask, how much do I need? Uh-huh. So that would be the most common question, not knowing what they might need in retirement. And then that's where I come in. Yes. And how much do we need? <laughs> For you, not knowing the person, I, I bet you have to ask them lots of questions. Well, that's right. So to know how much you need, that's individual. So it won't be the same for you or for me. And that's where we can work through and start working through the process. So we look at how much you're actually going to need on things like food and those necessary And then from there, we need to work out, well, what are you going to do in retirement? What does retirement look like for you? And all those other important areas of someone's well-being. So finances obviously are a key for well-being, but then you've got the social and you've got the community and the fitness and all those things. So we see how it all works together. And then, of course, what that's going to cost. When should people start planning for their retirements, Christy? Like I'm thinking now, is it too late for me or is is it the right time? Well, I think that's the right time. The right time is as soon as you can. Okay. So basically when you start thinking about retirement, that's the right time to start getting advice. And a financial planner will be able to sit with you and work out what your goals are, what timing around those goals so that you can live your life now and have the finances to cover that. But then also with a, with a view to what you might need in the, when you retire in the next 10, 15 years and then 30 years through right through to your life expectancy. So. Yeah. What do you think about the trend that, you know, younger generations have of trying to retire as early as possible? Is that doable? Is it safe to do it? Well, it depends on what you're retiring to. So when you retire, you're retiring from something. So often that might be from your career and the career gives people purpose. Your job is your purpose. So you need to replace that with something in retirement. So what are you retiring to? Often people don't stop work and retire to nothing. So you might be retiring to a new job transition. There might be something that you've always wanted to do, or or you might be retiring to travel. I think that might be the dream (laughs) for a lot of people. But if you're retiring to something, and often what you're retiring to can generate income also, so which means you're not so much pressure on your own finances to cover all of your costs. Christy, the age of retirement, I think, is very interesting. In preparation for this interview with you, I was reading some articles about it and the difference that it makes for somebody to retire at the age of 50 or 60 or 65 or even 70 and what it does to their lump sum at the end. You know, having my family, people that have retired in their early 50s and then one of my grandfathers retired at 85. (laughs) And that was definitely not because he needed it financially. It's because he really loved his work. But I am sure that it helped, you know, his financial situation and he was able to also help his kids much more. And do you see a lot of mistakes in terms of people retiring 
too early and then running out of money. I think that's probably one of the biggest nightmares out there when I think about my own retirement. Yeah, the fear. If someone comes to see a financial planner, often we will work through those issues. I run projections for my clients based on different scenarios. Generally, with the projections that I run, I know that we can't predict everything. We're looking into the future. But if you've thought about these issues and we can identify them, then we can either work out strategies to change what you're looking to retire to. So maybe not have the lifestyle that the clients had originally wanted or work longer. But yes, that's a big problem. And often it also will result in people not spending what they maybe can afford as well. So if um, people get advice and run, look at these projections, look into the future, then that's not such a fear. And Christy, is there like a safer age to retire? I mean, government has stipulated some sort of ages where you can start Mm -hmm. accessing. In Australia, for example, your superannuation after, I think, what, for women, is it 63 or 65? So the superannuation laws dependent on your work situation up until 65. Uh-huh. So being able to access your super is one thing to think about. The other thing is many people as part of their strategy age pension, government benefits might be part of a strategy. That might not come in in the first year of retirement, but it might happen 10 years out. So it could could become part of a strategy, even if it's not immediately. It doesn't mean you won't be able to access those benefits later. Can you explain a little bit about how the pension works here in Australia? I mean, this podcast goes around the world, but I'm very interested because we do have quite a lot of listeners in Australia. And I, for one, I'm 50. I have no idea. Like, I think you want to access the pension. I would now. Yeah. So with the average pension... There's age limits, so when once you reach a certain age and residential criteria, then our age pension in Australia is means tested. So we run an income test based on assessable income for Centrelink, and that's different than your taxable income, and different indeed than any but than the income that you're actually getting. It's the income that Centrelink assess. And they'll run the test based on the income test and work out how much you would be entitled under that test. And then they run a test under the asset test. Once you reach the limit, the amount that you might be able to receive tappers off right until nil. And whichever test you get the least amount, that's what Centrelink will give you as an age pension. Out. Yeah. Yeah. So they'll run the income test and the asset test, and you'll receive the lower amount. Okay. But that means that if you have superannuation accumulated, that doesn't mean you're not able to access superannuation. Uh, no, I will add the superannuation into the right. test and assess assess that asset. or other income. So you may not be able to receive age pension in the first year of retirement or five years, but but you might be able to receive age pension later on in your retirement journey. Right. And generally, I'll have a pretty good idea with my clients when that might be, Mm -hmm. and we keep an eye on it. 
and then I'll just let them know when they can start to access that age pension if that's going to be part of their plan. Christy, what are the key mistakes that people make that they should avoid, you know, when they're planning for retirement or lack of planning could be a mistake yeah, as well. Like, what do you see that really worries you? So basically when someone retires, often they're feeling burnt out with their work and they're not replacing that with something else. So they will go into retirement and then a year down the track find that the golf course is not giving them what they need from life. So I think people who haven't planned for their finances but also haven't planned for other areas, how they're going to get purpose or, you know, what they're going to do in the community because obviously the community is also being engaged is also important. You retire into a a gap. I think your time is not filled anymore. You've got more agency over your time. But if you haven't planned for your finances and for these other areas, it might not be so successful. You might have to go back and do some homework then and decide what you're going to do with your time and also how you might be able to fund those things. Do you find that it's common for your clients when they do decide to retire to make some big, bold changes to their lifestyle, like move city, you know, move to a regional town, do a sea change? What's the outcome of that? Because that's something that I think about personally, but I'm always worried that if I do decide to do it, I won't see my friends or, you know, nobody's going to come and visit me and I might regret it in the future. And, you know, because you're always working with people that are thinking about those decisions, I wonder what you think about those big, bold changes. Yeah. So those big changes is a great time to make these changes. But then people, like you said, they might miss their friends. Often when people retire, they might have grandchildren that they want to have more to do with. Obviously not everyone has grandchildren, but people that do tend to to want to spend time with with family. So I think those types of moves are, are fantastic, but I generally find that if people do those moves younger, it works better because then they can become involved in their community, meet family or friends, work out how they're going to deal with family, they can travel and then have the finances planned to do that also. Yes. I think often if you've got a plan, then you can trial it too. You might rent somewhere where you're thinking about going just to see how it works. Don't sell up. Right. That's a good idea. And in terms of staging it, you know, and transitioning Mm -hmm slowly into retirement. We have a few other episodes of this podcast where we talk about how to stage it and transition. And I've noticed that some employers also have some interesting HR policies now that support people cutting days, you know, as they move towards retirement. Do you have any great tips about that and suggestions? So transition to retirement is very popular. And in fact, a lot of people are doing that now, as you mentioned, is actually a good way to stop those burnout feelings. You may work longer than be able to deal with whatever you're doing because you have that time off. And of course, you've got income coming in as well. So it's a good way to test 
how much you're actually going to need in retirement, what you're actually spending. You can ease back in stages and it's a great idea. And often people can start to access other investment income as well at that time. And we can work out together how much they might need to access. Do they need to start drawing down on investments or that they might have a rental property and they receive cash flow positive that they can start then to use. So it's a, it's a fantastic way to retire, yes. to, to ease into it, and people are doing that more and more. Christy, what age was the youngest client that you've had in sort of retirement planning? I'm curious to know. Look, most people start to think about retirement in their 40s, like maybe okay. Yeah, I I think 40s would be a common time, but more into 50s people would be starting to think. Obviously, with setting goals, retirement goals, being time-bound, the closer you get to the actual end goal, the more specific your goal can get. So, I mean, certainly as you're younger, it it tends to be, you know, further not top of mind. So I, I would say... 40s is a good time to start thinking. All right. If you're somebody in your, let's say, 60s, so retirement age, but because of circumstances, let's say health or work, you haven't been able to work out your retirement plan and, you know, what do you do? What would be your, your biggest tip and advice for somebody going through that situation right now, which I think is very difficult place to be in but you know I want to offer those some hope because I know sometimes you know life just gets in the way and and you didn't plan or weren't able to do as much savings as you would want to what would you suggest that they do so most people in Australia are retiring around 62 to 65 okay so if you're reached 60 and starting to think about retirement you can start to save then because every extra year that you've got income coming in that you're not needing to cover expenses and you're saving puts you in a better position so I would say to start now yeah because every extra day of income extra day of savings is really going to mean that your retirement and retirement's really our last career phase there's a lot of different phases in retirement and people can move from doing different things but if we consider it a last career phase, then moving into that well-prepared. So even if you're 60 and you've got five years of saving, that's going to put you in a much better position. Yeah, it's all right. And do you have any other top retirement planning advice for those that need to do it, but they may need to DIY it? They, you know, I'm not sure how much it would cost for somebody to get the support of a financial advisor like yourself. So let's say somebody who is not able to afford it or at least think that they can't afford it, what would you recommend that they do? So I would recommend that you would sit down and work out what you actually need in retirement. If you know how much you're spending and how much you actually need to spend and what those extras might cost, then you're in a much better position to be able to cover those costs. If you're looking at Centrelink, which is who where where our social security, the age pension is paid, Centrelink can help 
Yeah. So go to your Centrelink office and ask for help. So there are places you can go that might be able to provide some guidance. Christy, on the other end of the spectrum, somebody who has been able to have, you know, a very successful financial savings over the years, and they're now keen to work with the community and support organizations. How does that play out in terms of retirement planning? Do you also see clients that want to maybe donate or give back to the community in some ways? How do people go about planning for that? Yeah, so in terms of giving back to the community, many of my clients are volunteering their time. They might have a particular interest and that also ties back into the engagement in their community but also their purpose. So volunteering your time is a great way to help. In terms of financial, I think the best way to give is to find what interests you and what what's an area that's close to your heart and giving there because then you're more likely to continue with that type of philanthropy. Yes. Anything else you would like to share with the listeners since you've got their ears? <laughs> so I think we've been talking a lot about overall wellbeing with the purpose of career, um, the, the social family, physical fitness. So many people in retirement need the energy, need to make sure they keep their energy up to be able to do those things and engagement in the community. But then the finances really is the glue that holds it all together to be able to, to do all of those things. So I think starting early on your finances is going to end up making your retirement look better. Mm. Yes, that's a great way of ending it, Christy. Thank you so much for your help today and tackling this important topic. And I hope that you become a friend of the podcast and maybe come back and answer more questions in the future. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. I hope that you've enjoyed listening to this conversation and that it has raised the awareness for you of how important it is for us to start planning our retirement. I know people that have started planning their retirements pretty early. One of them is my friend Paul Burrows, who I've interviewed for episode 63. There's a link to it in the episode show notes if you're interested in listening to Paul's take on his retirement and how he went about planning for it. We also have under topics in our blog, a full list of retirement planning episodes that we've done in the past. I'll have a link to that list of episodes in the show notes as well. If you're keen to look at individuals that are doing that stepping stone approach to retirement that Christy and I discussed and are accessing opportunities to slow down or step down from full-time work, building a portfolio career, doing consultancy advisory and board work as well. If you are willing to invest in career coaching to support your career plans alongside your retirement plans, please consider having a chat with me. I have clients aged between 35 and 70 years old, and I have supported a number of clients in their 60s to feel re-energized and to reinvigorate their careers. And it's a passion of mine. I really enjoy working with that bookending of their careers and help them plan to continue to have control over the outcomes of those careers. I'd be delighted to help you whatever age you are so that we can access the best plans to achieve your preferred future. 
to learn more about my services or book complimentary chats with me about private coaching, please go to renatabernardi.com. That's R-E-N-A-T-A-B-E-R-N-A-R-D-E.com. If you couldn't get the spelling of that, there's a link to it in the episode show notes. Bye for now, and I'll see you next time.